Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hey friends, welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. Dave here. Unfortunately, Ashley's not here today. This is just what parenting looks like. Excuse me. She got a call a few minutes ago to run and pick up one of our kids from school who has pink eyes. So, you know, that's just real life right there. But you're in for a treat today because we've got a very special guest we're interviewing, and I'm excited to interview him. His name is Eric Wooten. He has been a pastor. He is a counselor. He is the founder of Altered Marriage. He is an author, has a heart for helping build stronger marriages, and so much to share with us today, and it's going to be a great episode. Eric Welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. Thanks for having me, Dave. We'll uh, we'll do this in lieu of Ashley, right? We'll uh, yeah, into a man hour here, man hour, and we'll we'll yeah. dedicate it to her. This episode <laughs> is dedicated wholeheartedly to Ashley, there who who could not be here. But I'm so glad that you're here, man, and uh, the work that you're doing. You're helping couples, and I want to get into all that. But first, I want to dive in. We every, anytime we have somebody on the show, we always start by asking them to share their own love story, how they met their spouse. Uh, so roll, roll back the clock for us and tell us, <laughs> tell us that the, the Hallmark movie version of how, how you and your wife met each oh, other. Yeah. This is, well, first it's going to totally date me. Um, because when I tell you the story is, and my wife's not here to refute it, this is what's even better right now, Dave, our wives cannot refute. Whatever know, we talk right. about. No fact checking. <laughs> yeah. So it was in college. I was playing soccer in college, early 90s. So, of course, I had the traditional South American European soccer mullet, right? Of that, course. That was you have hot. To. Yeah. And so the way, I, the way I reflect back is I was running down the field. And if you can imagine the mullet, a little bit wet from sweat and water, is, is just flowing <laughs> in the wind. And she's watching. Yeah. And Mesmerized I mean, you, by it. Yeah. What are you going to do about that? So that, that was the start. And uh, actually, she called me to ask me out the first time because I didn't know her, but, but her best friend was our assistant coach's girlfriend. And so they had this thing that they were going to not scary farm. We were in California. So Knott's Berry farm during October has not scary farm. So that was our first date. I, this is how I reflect back on it. She saw my mullet flowing <laughs> and she was like, I, I need some of that in my life. I got to get my uh, hands on that mullet, that glistening, absolutely. beautiful mullet. So, yeah. Yeah, so she called and said, hey, uh, we're going here. Would you come with me? That was our first date, and uh, that was the end of the story. So, yeah, we 
we hit it off and connected and uh you know we're talking every day and and about we got married in college so that was my freshman year her junior year uh, so she was robbing the cradle too yeah i got a cougar yeah yeah so we got <laughs> married uh, after my sophomore year so about about a year almost two years later yeah that's awesome that's like you're still going strong all these decades later. Remind me how yeah, many Yeah, I don't know if it's always strong, but we're still going. That's that's, <laughs> that's the key. They haven't all been strong years. Yeah. Well, you know, you learn from the you learn from the not strong years though. And and do you ever put on do you, do you have like a mullet wig that you put on just to get her going ever? Like kind of like uh Hey baby, look look what I pulled out of the closet. And I do, but it's more of a Joe Dirt mullet, and so I think it, it, it has the opposite effect. Right. I think. Yeah. It's not, it's not like man lingerie. It's uh, at that point. It's uh, yeah. It's no, I think a it's laugh. a turn off at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's great. Well, fast forward a little bit and and tell us about your heart for uh, for for marriages. You know, I mean, we Ashley and I love whenever we can connect with just some kind of like minded partners in this work um because really it's a pretty small pond of folks who are who are really focused on encouraging and building christ-focused healthy marriages and so we we love love it when we come across uh partners like you guys who are in the trenches and doing it but tell tell us a little bit about how you how you got into that like is it something that from the start you knew you wanted to do uh or was it something that kind of evolved over time or was it a moment that you felt like god was leading you there Yeah, I think it was a little of all of that. I mean, I I never really uh, wasn't on the radar. You know, we got married early. Uh, I was 20. She was 22, which, you know, is ridiculous. I still ask my parents, you know, what what were you thinking? And, you know, my mom says I was I was pretty adamant about it. And so she figured uh, we could support you or we could, uh, you know, damage relationship with you by fighting you. So that that's her story. I don't remember. But uh, but yeah, so so we you know, we started early and and I think our first probably 10 years were tough up and down. I think we got married and kind of felt like, man, nobody, everybody's smiling and telling, patting us on the back. This is going to be phenomenal. I don't, I'm like, I don't think anybody really told me what this looks like. Like, you know, we, we certainly, we, we did premarital at our college. We, we did a couple, you know, mandatory sessions at the church we were getting married at, but you know, looking back now, I'm like, nobody really told us what we were getting into. Nobody asked any questions about, you know, childhood woundedness or, or past relationships or, or our differences. And so I think because we struggled, it, it built a little bit of passion. And then just shy of 10 years into our marriage, my wife had an affair. And obviously that's one of those catalyst moments that kind of, you know, you really, you really decide in that moment, you know, are, are you about covenant? Uh, do you, do you believe God can do the things he says he can do? And, uh, and so for us having community and, and people helping us through that, I think that birthed the real passion, just, just having those painful experiences, even before that. Sure. Just sure. struggling. And then, and then seeing so many couples around us that I felt like were quitting that didn't need to be quitting. And, uh, and so I think those things kind of, kind of burst. And so shortly after that, we, you know, we transitioned into ministry and, and it's kind of been a, a journey since then. Wow. That's great. So you used that, that defining moment that would have broken a lot of folks. And you said, this is going to be the moment that we, we rebuild and we move forward and we had, you know, a real, not just we're not just going to survive, but we're going to we're going to use this experience to to help others. And I'm sure you've been able to through the years in a very unique way, offer counsel and insight to people who are who are walking through that exact same trauma. Yeah. Um, 
and being able to lean into it from experience. Like, like I know what that feels like. I know what that betrayal feels like. I know what that painful, awkward rebuilding trust feels like. Um, and so do you find yourself connecting with folks specifically that have, that have been through that? Is that something you go that you kind of look for or is that something that's happened organically? Yeah, I think I think more organically, I, you know, I, I've I've not set out to be, hey, I'm the affair recovery guy, you know, come, right, right. come see us. But, you know, I, I'm sure you've experienced it, too. Any anytime we go through something in life, if if we're open to it, it seems like out of the woodwork, everybody who's dealing with it pops in. You know, we went we dealt with it in fertility. We have three children through adoption now. And so the same experiences, you know, you go through something and then all of a sudden everybody around you is doing the same thing. Um, but yeah, it's been for me a moment because there's the clinical side, right? I'm a counselor, so I know the things to say and to ask. And um, But there's just something powerful about looking somebody in the eye and, and not giving them a, a clinical response, but just saying, I've been you. You know, I, I know what that pain feels like. I know what the worry feels like. I know what the narrative running through your head day to day feels like. And so I think I think the combination of, you know, having, having a skill set to help people and then also being able to say I've been there uh, is, is a powerful combo for sure. Yeah. Yeah. God doesn't waste any part of our testimony. I know Ashley and I've, you know, we've been through, um, you know, she had a real long bout with anxiety and depression and, um, you know, folks have have really leaned into that part of her testimony and shared their own. I had a, a long struggle with pornography going back to my teenage years into, into early in our marriage and, um, you know, have interact with somebody almost daily around that, that topic. And, um, you know, I just, it's just a reminder that no matter what we go through, that God can use it. He can, he can bring good out of even a, a really bad situation and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that he doesn't waste our pain. So absolutely, there's, there's, uh, it's a little easier to push through when you, do, and once you've experienced it once, right now you look at pain differently because you know, man, if I can push through this pain, God's going to be able to use this as well. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Talk, talk about before we get into the, kind of the counseling work you're doing. I'd be really interested to know kind of the. Don't have time to dive deep. I'm sure you could talk for hours on it, but just. The, the relational dynamic with your wife as you were going, navigating infertility and then deciding to make the decision to adopt and then what that journey of adoption was like. Because we hear from couples where any any part of that that process can be such a stressor on them. You know, the, the, the infertility part can be such a stressor, the... Um, the going through adoption and just kind of the ups and downs, you know, whether it's, you know, foster to adopt, international adoption, all those different options, each of them have their unique blessings and unique stressors. And whenever someone has, has walked that journey, I'm just always interested to kind of hear what they learned through it and how they're, you know, how they, they stayed focused in their marriage through it. Cause it, it can be an isolating journey or something to push you closer together. So what did that look like for you guys? Yeah, I think for for us, some of both of what you mentioned, you know, there was some some unity at moments. And then I think the struggle is, you know, for most guys, we don't experience any of that stuff in the same way our wives do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the the parenting, the motherhood is that's a different ball game for women than it is for guys. I'm kind of like, ah, oh, that didn't work. You know, let's try again kind of thing. You know, <laughs> like yeah, it's just, yeah. a, just another activity. So, yeah, I mean, certainly the the whole for we did in vitro, we did artificial insemination. So, you know, the ups and downs of disappointment in that. The, right. And the it's medicine. expensive, too. Right. So it's oh, not sure. just the emotional disappointment, but just financial stress and all of it. 
Yeah, yeah. So I think the the disappointment of that, you know, sex becoming so mechanical, like, hey, it's time and let's do it and let's prop you up for 30 minutes. And you know, we just it takes the romance right out of that. And, and then I, I think what we learned in the whole adoption process clearly is we've got our own ideas and uh, God's going to kind of do what he wants to do anyway. So I remember we filled out the first adoption. We filled out this acceptable child form, it was called. You want to feel bad about yourself? Go <laughs> fill that thing out because it it basically listed page after page of of possible things like uh, drug use by the mom, alcohol use, and then kid stuff. And I mean, you name it: cleft lip, club foot, um, you know, different stuff. And you had to put would accept, would not accept, or would oh, discuss. Wow, gosh, and that's heavy. That is heavy. It is because you just feel superficial, but we also as kind of first time adopting parents and all the fears behind you name it, right? Is it, what's it going to be like? And the kid realizes, you know, they have a birth parent out there and it, you, you, and so we were like, we'll not accept everything basically, um, except the superficial part of us when it came to like race, we were like, we'll take half, you know, Hispanic or something. Cause that'll be a beautiful kid. So I don't have time for the whole story now, but we get a call from the agency and they said, you said would discuss, we have to talk to you about it, but here's the scenario. The baby's half Hispanic. The birth father is a Norwegian, uh, like electrical engineering student at UNLV and the birth mom, it says Spanish and beautiful on the thing. And we're like, yeah, sign, well, yes, we're in. Go ahead and send send us off. And they kept our profile for like three weeks because they couldn't decide between us and another couple. And they finally decided on the other couple. Oh, wow. And so wow. the letdown of that, that was a Friday. Tuesday of the next week, we get a call and they say, hey, we've still got your, your profile here. It was, one, it was at the, their location in Nevada. We have your profile here. You said yes to half Hispanic, and we just had a Mexican birth mom drop in, went to the hospital, said she had a plan with us, left the baby, and so we've got a baby for you. And uh, so it was one of those, you know, God was like, well, I'll let you think you're getting what you think you're getting, and I'm going to give you what I have for you. Yeah, anyway. he's got something specific for you. So that was oh, yeah, your first. Yeah. Your first that, was our, that was our first one. So we, you know, we could spend a whole series on this, but it's also been tough because our kids have had different. Uh, our oldest was diagnosed with uh, autism, high functioning autism. Our middle one was diagnosed with oppositional defiant disorder. So, you know, I know every middle school, high school principal in the area by name. And they're all they're 24, 22 and 19 now. We've had them all since babies, but it's been that's been tough, too. Right. You, you talk about the whole nurture versus nature debate. And uh, we've had some definite challenges parenting as well. Wow. Well, you, you guys, you guys have had and, and still are having quite a, a unique, fascinating journey. And, you know, but I love how you're you're helping people on the way. Like you're so clearly when you look at your life's work. And it's it's so focused on helping helping other couples. And so, um, tell us what what your work's looking like right now. I mean, as you know, with with altered marriage, with your writing, with your counseling, um, what are you learning? What what are you most passionate about when it comes to helping marriages? Yeah, I think most passionate would be just just trying to connect couples with. For me, just practical, simple tools and things we can do in our marriage. I think, you know, one of my frustrations over the years was 
bunch of great books on marriage, right? There's tons of them. I've read most of them. A lot of them feel conceptual to me and, and sometimes hard to apply. And so I'm always trying to figure out what can I give that is easy. Like I can teach you this today and you can start doing it tomorrow and you can implement it and, and it's going to make a big, big impact in your marriage. So I think trying to connect people with tools and then just community, you know, my, my 15 years in church ministry, community is everything. And so I'm trying to figure out ways to whether it's an online class and you've got couples together, whether it's a retreat somewhere for six to eight couples. I, I do a marriage membership where we're trying to create community online and, and do challenges together and, and connect people. I think just practical tools and community to me are, are the way to keep it going. I love it. I love it. What In your work, what are you seeing right now um, are some of the, the main struggles that, that couples are having? And I know that it's unique for everybody, but then also in the sure. work that, that even we do here, you know, we see we see a lot of uh, patterns, I guess. And so what are you seeing right now? Yeah, I think one would be just uh, couples trying to figure out how to manage differences. I think that's one of the, um, you know, often I talk about one of the truths of marriage is, you know, you sign up for a set of irresolvable differences when you get married. And, and I think a lot of us have bought into the idea that we're going to create some kind of meet in the middle 50-50 in all our differences. And for a lot of couples, uh, I refer to it as just closing the gaps. A lot of couples, we're not going to meet in the middle, but what are some things we can do to kind of move towards each other in our areas of biggest difference so they're not causing problems? So I think trying to manage differences. And then if I had to give a couple categories, I would say everything, most everything else falls under like either priority issues. We're, we're really not being intentional with doing the things that need to be done week in, week out and expecting our marriages to kind of just drift into greatness. So I think priority issues and then protection issues, like we just don't have boundaries. We don't have yeah. healthy boundaries around friendships, opposite sex friendships, social media, oh, in-laws. Yeah. I think somebody may have written a book on in-laws uh, recently, <laughs> but yeah, but you know, we, we just, we, we're not protecting our marriages. And today, people have too much access to us, right? I mean, I could be cruising along great in my marriage and some chick can drop a DM and Instagram and, you know, upend it in a heartbeat, depending on where I'm at. So I think, you know, I would say priority issues, protection issues, and then kind of managing differences would be three of the areas I think couples are struggling. Yeah, that's, that is, that's so good. And, and right on the money. I mean, we're, we're seeing a lot of those, those same things, but there's hope for folks that are in those, those places that, you don't have to stay stuck. I mean, even right. just taking the time and, and listening to this podcast or watching it, if you're watching on YouTube, being intentional about investing into your marriage is, is so key. And that, and you provide Eric, a lot of resources to help couples do that. You know, the, the, you know, your, your most recent book, um, why don't you start with that? Tell us, tell us about, about that. Tell folks about the book. Yeah. So I, I've been doing a YouTube channel called relation shots for the last three years. And, um, and, I really just said, you know what, I, I need something practical again for me. I'm like, I want something, give, give me something I can do every week. Not, don't give me a book that, that I read. And again, I love books, love, love and respect, phenomenal concept, right? The crazy cycle, you know, Gary Thomas's books are great, but I'm like, give me something that's like, read this this week, do this this week. So I took 52 of the concepts basically from some of my YouTube videos 
and created the book called Relationships, which is just a practical guide to relationship success. So chapters are three to four pages. It's one concept. So it may be, you know, three keys to listening or something on resolving conflict or attachment styles or something. And, and a couple can read it. We've got some questions for the couples to answer. And there's even a QR code. They can go watch my YouTube video if they, they want to kind of hear it live as well. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked naked. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier and junk is sometimes more convenient and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. Yeah, I love it. And I love that format. And, you know, especially for folks, sometimes folks will say like, oh, well, I'm not a I'm not a huge reader, but I love the practical stuff. And it's like, well, this is this is all that, you know, you get you get that that bite sized nugget that you can instantly apply and do that 52 times over the course of a year your marriage is going to look different next year than it did. Than uh, it you would right like now. to think so. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that, that kind of intentionality for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it is, it's those little things over time. You know, I just, just before we got on this interview, I watched uh, this guy do a transformation video where he, he was really overweight and he decided he was going to start working out and he did a mere selfie every single day over the course of a year. And he put all those together, like, you know, real fast. So you saw 365 pictures and one next to the other one, you don't really see the change, but over time, like the the change was absolutely phenomenal. And then at the end, he looked completely different than he did at the beginning, just with that consistency and intentionality. And I think we get that with physical change, but in marriage, we sometimes lose sight of that. Folks will say, well, I, you know, I'll try this for a couple days, 
you know, and well, I tried, I tried talking different for, I tried listening better for a couple of days, nothing changed. So I'm just going to go back to the way it was, but you got to stay consistent. You got to, you got to build on progress and keep going. And if you'll, if you'll keep doing that, it really does make a difference. You know, we've seen that over and over. We've seen that in our own marriage. We've seen that, um, in the lives of others, Eric, I'm sure you've seen that in the couples that you've counseled. Well, if you're just, if you'll just stay consistent over time, Mm -hmm you can build the marriage that you've always wanted. You really, no matter where you're starting from, you can get to a place that's healthy. Yeah, for sure. And if we're playing the long game, right? <laughs> right. If we're in marriage for, for life here, right? For most of us, that's probably somewhere between 30 and 60 years of marriage. Uh, you know, we don't have to, it doesn't need to be resolved today. If, if we're making that progress, like, like the weight loss guy, you know, if I'm taking one step a day, a year from now, I'm going to look back and we're in a different place and we've improved this area and now we can you know turn to another area yeah i love it i love it we do that then we get what to to take some inspiration from your soccer days you get what i call the blessing of the mullet and that is when <laughs> the back part of your life is more richer and blessed than the front part so like you end Absolutely. strong right <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, there is. I mean, I've said this before, you know, in passing, but marriage is like a mullet, right? There's business up top and party in the back, right? And so, but but for a lot of couples, I think that is the problem. Going back to intentionality, is is we're not intentional about when we do the business part of marriage, and we're not intentional about when we're going to have the fun party part of marriage. And you know, you guys have four kids, right? Yeah, four four so boys. If, yeah. if you're not intentional parenting the four boys will consume the entirety of all of your time. It just will. And, yeah, course, uh, yeah. and so I think for a lot of couples, we we're not intentional with when we do business and when, when we do the party time. And, and if you don't, the business will take over the whole marriage. I love it, man. That is, that is such, such great advice, you know? So I want to give you a chance to leave us with some parting words here in just a minute, but I want to encourage and challenge all the listeners to guys, hey, look up the work that Eric is doing. Go to the YouTube channel, Relation Shots. Check out the Relation Shots book. Um, if you're uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I encourage you to, to look him up um, for, you know, for counseling. And you might be even offering that, I'm not even sure, like remotely um, through Zoom. Yeah, I do, I do everything Zoom. COVID. So you could be anywhere. You know, yeah, you absolutely. Could, yeah, you don't have, it doesn't matter where you live. You can you can uh, connect to Eric and and I am just a, I'm a huge proponent of counseling anyway. I mean, I think it's and don't look at it as as a last resort. I mean, if you're at a last resort, call a counselor too, but but do it do it to grow, do it for maintenance, do it just to stay strong. I mean, through the years Ashley and I both individually and together have benefited so much and we're we're always telling folks, "Hey, get talk to a professional counselor, professional Christian counselor. It will it will make a make a huge difference. Well, well, Eric, the floor is yours. So we prepare to, to land the plane here. Tell us anything you want to tell us with some, some final challenges, thoughts, and, and also anything else about how folks can get in contact with you. Yeah, I, I would say for couples, if, uh, you know, wherever they are, I, I think the, and I just talked to a couple yesterday, same thing. They, they've been to one of my retreats, I you know, last year, and I asked them, you know, hey, did you have you done what we talked about on the last session of the retreat? And the answer was no. And basically what we did was, was try to help couples come up with a relationship rhythm. I th- again, I think that if we're not intentional, life is going to take over 
the marriage. And again, the fun part of the marriage is it kind of looks like the uh, like a high school dance, you know, where or middle school dance where all the boys are standing against the wall with their arms <laughs> yeah. crossed, don't know oh, what to yeah. do. You know, it's like that's the fun part of marriage. It's not going to insert itself in, but the business will, right? You, if you don't pay the mortgage, you're out. If, if you don't get the kids to school and the doctor's appointments. And so I think for couples establish, if they don't have one establishing a relationship rhythm, you know, when, when do we have the moments? I'll, I'll encourage a lot of couples that, that literally have no intentionality starting point i'm like do a once a week staff meeting do a once a week date night and do a couple what i call quick connections which are just 10 to 15 minutes phones are down kids are in bed you're just connecting for the purpose of connecting um, because too many times we have no connecting moments right all our conversations are logistical they're problem solving they're conflict resolving and that's not fun nobody signed up for that you know i signed up because my wife loved my mullet and we had fun together <laughs> i did i didn't sign up for marriage so we could argue about parenting and finances and that kind of stuff so i think for couples to establish some kind of relationship rhythm or it's like this is when we're talking about this and this is when we're sitting down just to connect and we're not going to let the kids and the, the triggering issues come in uh, because these are our moments to connect. I think just having a rhythm would serve a lot of couples well. Oh, man. Yeah, that's and, and guys, you're listening, guys and gals, just start with that. If you're not already at a weekly date night, weekly kind of business meeting, and then a few of those check in times where you and add that strategically intentionally to whatever you're doing right now and that would make such a difference those moments just to connect because without it we just drift we drift yeah. and um but even if you're in a season of drift right now you don't have to stay there you know just come back to these connection points do them consistently and you'll be you'll be amazed where your marriage could be a year from now so keep at it man eric thank you so much for for not only coming on the podcast, but just for the, the work that you're doing out there to, to help help restore marriages, encourage marriages. Uh, you're a hero, and I, we appreciate it. We we are so thankful that, that uh, we got to connect today. Yeah, no, I appreciate what you guys do. Been following you for quite a while as well. And so speaking on the relationship rhythm, if anybody, I've got a freebie, okay? I wouldn't come on here without a freebie. <laughs> AlteredMarriage.com slash naked. Uh, I've got, people can download a free relationship rhythm. It's about a 10, eight to 10 page guide that'll kind of walk them through. How do we set it out? How do we prioritize and how do we set it up? So if anybody wants that, they can grab that. Man, thank you. Thank you for that. And friends, that link will be in the show notes. And Altered Marriage, by the way, it's spelled the cool way, like the altar where you pray A-L-T-A-R-E-D, marriage.com slash naked, right? Did I say that right? There you go. Yep. All right. Forward slash naked. And thank you for that gift. And you guys go and check that out. Check out uh, Relation Shots. And keep being intentional about building your marriage, guys. We love and appreciate all of you. Share this episode with a friend. Text it out to somebody or put it on social media. I know it would encourage those folks. We appreciate all that you guys do to partner with us in spreading these important conversations. And we look forward to seeing you next time.